2: Outlaws podcast with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is Speedy Forward, starting his 10th season with the Philadelphia Flyers, Jake Voracek. Time to face off.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. Adding a couple dimensions to the podcast where Nasty and I will talk about some hockey, some adult league snipes, and uh, just have some fun, and then we'll get into our guest interview. So, Nasty, what the hell are you wearing, buddy? Well,
2: Riggs, I, I didn't know if you would uh, notice everything that I kind of have on, but uh <laughs> just captured my third uh, men's league championship, and... Wow. It's been quite quite an evening. I, I guess it's morning now, but uh, it's been a long night. And, you know, the gifts started coming in right away. You know, a lot of, <laughs> lot, a lot of sponsors reaching out. Uh, it is thir- yeah. 13 and 13 and 0. You Eight. know, it's what a season. Natty ice. That's what we do. It's what we do.
0: It's impressive. Three championships. 13 yeah. and 0.
2: It's, it, you know, it's a grind, man. It's a grind.
0: It is you know, a grind.
2: Every, everybody uh, pitched in, did their part, you know, and uh, it, it was a good win.
0: Good, Any good, types?
2: great championship. Uh, one G, two apples, not really a big deal. Kind of par for the course, if you know what I mean. Normal night <laughs> on the, night at
0: the... At the rink, I guess.
2: Yeah. It might help that I play with guys that actually are good. So, <laughs> makes that it easier. I <laughs> do
0: <doesn't help. laughs> All right, well, let's talk about some real hockey.
2: Yeah,
0: NHL is back Wednesday, and the Flyers uh, had an inner squad scrimmage yesterday. Um, some some interesting uh, some pieces to the Flyers uh, roster. A couple additions. I mean, talk about you know the uh, you know say a new addition. It's it's an addition with Oscar Limblom and Nolan Patrick, since those guys were not in the lineup last year. Talk to those guys, you know them, you're in the locker room with them, obviously what they bring to the team, and then just talk about the you know, the Flyers going into the season.
2: Yeah, well, like you said, Riley, it's, it's almost like uh, having signed two, two free agents. Uh, really good players, obviously. Oscar had a great start to his season before. Uh, we all know what happened there, and um, he fought back, and it's just a great story and, and a feel-good story. Patty, the same thing. I mean, he had a really hard year. I know him. obviously a uh, great kid, but the skill he has, the skill level that he has, I mean, this guy's been ranked the number one player at his age uh, since he was 14 and uh, start tough start to his uh, career really with his, he had injuries in his growing, which a lot of people didn't know about. Um, really picked it up in the second part of that season and um, but he's, he's going to be a big addition. He's really healthy. I was able to talk to him the other day for a quick minute and he feels unreal. Oscar, the same uh, played golf with him a couple of weeks ago. He looked absolutely awesome and he's so fired up for this season. So they look good last night. I know it's a, it's a team thing, but uh, a lot of skill on that team. And uh, I, I have a lot of high aspirations for him this year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, building off last season, like you mentioned, a couple new additions, or or you know just uh, lineup additions there, some young blood in the lineup, and then I, I think just a good vibe on that team. You know, again, adding those two young guys, I think it's just going to add that extra dynamic. And then you know, having Carter Hart in the pipes with you know uh, Brian Elliott as a backup there is uh, is, a, is a nice one two combo. Talk to talk to those two guys and what you've uh, experienced with them in the locker room.
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a perfect situation for any team, and it's great that it's here in Philadelphia with our guys. Uh, They just – they feed off each other. Moose is, I mean, the ultimate pro. Um, He comes to the rink every day, puts his time in, and he's a good goalie. I mean, he had a great year again last year. You're able to throw him in, and it's like you're not missing anything. And uh, to me, that's – you, Riley, you played the game, you know. You know, that's that's a huge thing, especially when your goalies get along. A lot of people don't know. Sometimes there's issues with goalies. Hey, I want to be the starter. You know, he didn't play good. Why is he getting to start again? It sounds juvenile, but does happen even at the, the top level. And to have two guys that get along so well and they're both great goalies. I mean, you can't ask for anything more as far as the, the goaltending position.
0: Yeah, I agree it's a good problem to have for any team and uh, having a veteran guy in there working with a young, you know, young stud. And from what I've seen, it's almost like there's no ego. Like you said, like it's a, it, it, this doesn't normally happen on, 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 on many teams. And I've seen it before several times where there is some yeah. friction between the, the one and two, everyone thinks that they're the, the starter and, and whatnot. So a good problem to have, but they are both true pros. I mean, Carter Hart, I tell you what is, is is way beyond his years, but to be working with a veteran guy like Brian Elliott uh, certainly helps, uh, you know, uh, him out in, in in many ways. So, looking forward to seeing uh, that duo uh, move forward into the season. You know, talk about fifty six games in one hundred and fifteen days. Now, that's a grind in itself. You know, the players, you know, playing every other day, the staff moving shit every day. Uh, talk about the grind within the, within the team dynamic there.
2: Well, <clears throat> speaking more of what I know a lot of is the grind as far as the work level and what you're doing. It's always, you're always moving, you're always setting up, but it's, it's a lot when you're, you're basically playing every other day. And so, which means you're moving the gear every day. Um, the one bright spot is that some place, some of the games they are getting to stay overnight and play again. Which kind of makes it a little mini series, and that does that does help out the staff if you're not having to go to a practice facility or anything like that. Um, that that's that can be a really a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. But um, it, it's tough either way. And, and as far as the players go, Riles, you God, you played in the American League, and you know what three and threes are like. It's not quite that bad, but it's close because they're playing every other day. I mean, you're playing for four, probably sometimes five games a week, maybe, you know, if you have a back-to-back day off a game, another back a day off, and then you have back-to-backs again, which probably does happen. I haven't uh, dissected the, the schedule that well yet, but that's tough on the players. You're not going to get as many practice uh, sessions as the coaches would like. It's probably more video, uh, which makes it tough on the coaches. But I think this team is, you know, you got another year together, Um they're a close knit group. I think this is going to be great for them, I, especially if you're hot. You start off hot. You want to play as much as you can.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. And uh, I think there's going to be some pros and cons with this uh, with this setup. Uh, you mentioned a couple of them, but you are know, playing every other day, other day, limited practice time, um, but more opportunity to know your opponent. Um, not that they, they don't know their opponent already, but uh, you know, you're playing the same seven teams eight times. And um, you know, there's some strategy involved from a coaching perspective, obviously, right? Work versus recovery. There's going to be a lot of rest days, a lot of rest days. Like you said, there's probably more video, um, you know, just uh, on those rest days. But uh, there, you should know your opponent, and I think it's really going to build that true rivalries, you know, rivalry again. You know, you're going to go yeah. into the season almost like you're in the playoffs already. So I think, you know, from a fan's perspective. The energy level is going to be high. The intensity, you know, the fight, you know, it should be there right from the start. And um, it, it, it's exciting. I think all across the NHL, this is exciting, even though it's, uh, you know, not what everyone wanted per se, but it is the best case scenario for the situation we're in. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what, you, what your what your thoughts overall on this are, but uh, um, it, sh- it should be interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited that they're getting to play. I mean, you know, there was – we weren't sure a hundred percent sure, but uh, this is great. Everyone's fired up. I mean, uh, I think it's like you said, it's going to be exciting. It's going to almost be like little mini series. Uh, Games could get a little nastier, which, you know, we don't want anything crazy happening, but it is nice to have some emotion in the game. I think the games are way better and everyone will agree with that. You know, it's not saying it's going to be total playoff hockey, but when you are playing a team back to back, something happens in a game, well, you're very next games against that team, so I think that that in itself is is kind of exciting for for fans, you know. And it's and if you look at the seven teams we're playing, the Flyers are playing, there's pretty much a rivalry in every one of those teams. I mean, you know, some bigger than others, obviously, but uh, it, it kind of becomes a rivalry when you're playing the same team a lot.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just good for hockey. You know, again, it's just the, it cranks up the intensity you know, the the hunger, um, the pace, everything is picked up. And you said it's, it's uh, maybe it's not quite playoff hockey right out of the gates, but it's gonna be pretty damn close. And then, you know, you know creeping on the end of the season. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be guns ablaze and everyone's gonna be you know fighting for a playoff spot from day one. So, uh, really looking forward to the season. Uh, I'm so happy that they're able to pull this thing together and actually play a 50 game, 56 game season. So uh, props to the NHL for figuring that out. Uh, Let's talk about our next next guest, Jake Boruchek. You <laughs> you know you know him well. You're in the locker room with him for several years. Yeah, Let's talk to his character, personality, and, uh, and and what he brings to the team.
2: Well, <clears throat> as you know, you know Jake a little bit as well. I mean, character is a perfect way to describe him because he he would be a great cartoon character actually. Just <laughs> just, just look at him, and he and he'll tell you that. But uh, he's just a great guy, good person. He's got a huge heart. Um, but as far as you know, his hockey, he's uh, obviously, we all watch him play. He's he's an absolute horse out there. He does come to play every night. Uh, he talks, you know, in this uh, in our episode with him, he talks a little bit about the body fat situation, which I think Jakey's always going to have, you know, as he explains a little bit about the food that he likes to eat. But uh, he, he's great, man. In the room, he's huge. Uh, he's a funny guy i love when he snaps it's almost hard to not laugh just the way he sounds <laughs>
0: <You're
2: right. laughs> and he talks a bit about that too with us um but great guy and um he was unbelievable to me the the you know eight years I've, I've been able to spend with him just a great friend too
0: yeah he's a funny dude and i love his intensity you know on and off the ice and uh he really does care you know he's one of those guys that uh you know, I know like fans like to get all over him when he's not scoring, but this guy, I mean, he is a, he is a high end player and, you know, the speed and the change of speed, you know, the, yeah. just, just the vision. Um, and again, I love his compete, you know, and hearing him, hearing him talk about it, uh, you know, you really, you really understand that he does care hearing him talk about, you I'll know, say a couple of the stories that you hear in the episode, but uh, an overall character guy I was so happy to, you know, we'd be able to get him on the nasty knuckles podcast. It was uh it was, it was, it was a treat for sure.
2: All right, great. Well, let's get into this interview with Jake Voracek, which is brought to you by DraftKings. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there is no shortage of action, and there's no better place to get in all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash in $100. That's a sick deal. While we are all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 hockey season is facing off this week. So head to the app now to check out all DraftKings Daily Odd Boost to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football games this weekend. That's code Knuckles for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. Again, one 800 with it
0: Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley
2: Cote. I'm Derek Sotelmeyer. And we have an absolutely awesome guest today, one of my favorite players. I say that a lot, but this guy is truly one of my favorite players. He's an absolute legend already. And he's got lots of hockey left. Jake Voracek. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, oh, for coming by. thanks for coming, man. It's you. huge for us. We really appreciate it, man.
3: You look nervous. Uh, me? Never. <laughs> no. We know that. Never, man. Is he
2: nasty, nervous? No. Oh, today? First time. Yeah? yeah. No. Um, Jakey, so there's a lot, lot to cover with you. I uh, want to start off with you growing up in Czech, um, you know, and, and you making your, your, your move over uh, to uh, the queue playing in Halifax. So tell us a little bit about that, how that worked. Well, I was about
3: 16 years old uh, when I let uh, the league in scoring in juniors back home. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, yeah. High yeah. expectations from the get-go. So. Uh, and then my agent, Peter Swoboda, ex-flyer as well, great guy as yeah, well. Yeah, awesome like, guy. You guys know him as well. Uh, he told me that there's a chance for me to go to Halifax. So I kind of, you know, try to figure out where, the, where is Halifax, uh, what kind of city it is. And uh, so, yeah, let's go for it. So uh, then I got drafted first overall, doing it. <laughs> first angry. overall in poor draft, it's not really, yeah. it's not really vague, but uh, so that was the first milestone, I got drafted, went there at 17, got a great family, great billets, and uh, just, you're, you're you know, a bit of
2: a, you kind of mama's boy, right, like, so was that
3: tough? Well, you know what, I, I've been saying that, because I heard it a lot, yeah, but then my dad, which always is pretty strict, he said, no, it's not true, like, uh, never been a mama's boy? I mean, she took care of me I was right. You know, I was always a little Jakey for her, but uh, <laughs> but uh you know, I never he said no. So I was like, all right, well, it's uh that's new for me and I just left. My dad got drunk that night like really fucked up. So uh <laughs> you know, he couldn't even walk from there because he was so nervous, right? So, oh, you know, oh his yeah. son you right, know, just right. turned 17, you know, first time flying on my own somewhere you know, all the way across the world. So, so I I texted home, then I landed, and he went straight to the pub. Just sat there for a couple <laughs> hours, and then you've almost never done
2: almost that. didn't make it home. So no, oh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: you've uh, never done that. like It never happened to me. No, <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. It, yeah. What was it like? You know, going to uh, you probably didn't speak much English if you spoke any. I speak fuck all. Nothing, no, man. nothing. Any? I
3: was just asking for everything. And I remember one thing that's pretty funny. So I sat down with my billets. Great people, by the way. We were still in contact. They were in Philly last year. Oh. Uh, amazing people like my second second parent, basically. So uh, so I showed up there. and I don't know, for, for some fucked up reason. My mom always told me, ask them if they're going to wash your clothes. Like, <laughs> wash and dry. So I'm sitting there. Don't understand what they're talking about. I had one Czech teammate there, so he's translating everything. So, and then I ask him in Czech, he's looking at me like, is that a really question you want to ask right now? I was like, yeah, you know, my mom told me to ask. <laughs> no. But so, you're not a mama's boy, So, right. he was asking, he was like, so who's going to wash his clothes? Is, is it okay? So Danelda, which was my step, uh, Billy mom's name, It's like, yeah, me, like, it's already like taken care of. We know how to work this, like, you're our third or fourth guy, like, uh, relax, you know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. So, I call home, you know, right after, I was like, yeah, don't worry, it's taken care of. <laughs> I cannot read like, a fucking question towards <laughs> that You're
2: not gonna be wearing dirty clothes all
3: year. Yeah, no, I'm no, just really making sure the
0: way Canadians way. know how to clean your yeah. your clothes. What was the what was the biggest adjustment for you coming from Czech and playing in the you know, Central Ho- or the Canadian Hockey League? Sorry, in the Quebec League. I
3: think I was lucky. I wasn't obviously as physical or uh, as build up, you know, muscle wise, or you know, uh, as those other guys. I mean, I walk in uh, for a training camp day one. And the first guy I see between the door was Kirk Forrest. He's, uh, he was a tough guy. He was about 6'4", 230, <laughs> but lean. Like, oh, boy. Like Milan, Urchina. Lean. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. yeah like, I know that, that kind. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. So I'm looking at him. <laughs> what did I do? Myself. <laughs> I was about 180, 185. And uh, I'm like come on, like, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I got to go somewhere else. Like, I got to go by home. Or... I was like, all right, well, you know, we haven't skated yet. We'll see. So then I stepped on the ice uh, and just went from there, started dominating basically <laughs> from the first practice. And uh, I remember we were playing four-on-four tournament, like the second day of training camp. And in one game I scored, like, four goals, and my four goal was through the legs. Like, oh. uh, yeah, through yeah. the legs, top shelf. So everybody was like looking at me like, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, I would say even with that, with that started with training camp, I kind of earned the respect of my teammates yeah. because sometimes when you have an import like that and he shows up and he's not really good, but the coaches and GM you are know, obviously pushing for him to play because right. he's a high pick or whatever. So they kind of looking at you, you know, distinctively yeah. in some kind of way, which you can't blame them for. Yeah, it, right. Because you're taking a spot. You know sure. what I mean? So... Uh, so since then I could do whatever I wanted and uh, I, I had a freeway. Yeah. Awesome. freeway for the next two years and, and uh, I had a great teammates and, and great setup. There. Everything was just clicking awesome. from the, from the get-go. That's awesome.
0: Did you define yourself like adjusting your game or are you just like that skilled in that moment that you just were able to play your game and not really worry That's... about this new um, dimension to hockey that you weren't used to?
3: That's kind of weird because uh, I always like, playing one-on-ones, right? Because I have a pretty good frame. I'm pretty strong on my legs. So it was always an advantage for me. When I had a guy on me, I could hold the puck and maybe spin off or kind of, you know, pin him to the board, just kind of find my way to the net or to make make the play. So with the ice being smaller and me never playing on it, I kind of find it better for me because you have less time to think. Right. So uh, I would say I was pretty good. Uh, you know like passer or with my vision, I was pretty good with that since since I was a little so for me it was an adjustment with the with the, uh, with, the, uh, with, the uh, with the pace or with the with the game. it was just about to kind of get used to that Amer- North American style you know what I mean that yep. I mean Europeans love to hold the puck all the time yeah sure you know maybe turn it back, give it to the D, give it another try swing away, and this obviously is north and south so mm-hmm. uh, when you kind of find a balance between what you can and what you can do that's that's the perfect that was the perfect time and I I was lucky enough to find it pretty quickly
0: awesome
2: yeah so you get drafted and you go to Columbus your buddy commie (laughs) you end up (laughs) I remember you've told me a few stories uh, about him and and uh, he was your first roommate yeah it's a bit of a beauty
3: oh my god you know we are still in touch we see each other when we can when we we meet in Calgary or something I had so many stories, I was like, you know, a lot of them can go out, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, but, uh, I think I said it somewhere before, uh, it was my rookie party in Vancouver, and, uh, so, I get Not to a my, bad road. place, for yeah, yeah right. it, was it was good, that was great, the Roxy? Was great time. Roxy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plastic, plastic. she would love <laughs> the yeah. music, <laughs> yeah, music, so I end up coming home, I don't know what time it was, it was late, and, uh, Comey had a girl there. I, I think there wasn't his. Uh, he didn't have a girlfriend, so he was single. So he had a girl there. They were already like almost passed out. All right, fuck. So so I lie down. All right, fall asleep. Eight thirty. I'm you know dry my mouth. I'm I'm tired. I'm drunk. I'm hungover. I turn around and I see the only girl in the bed. I'm like, where the fuck is Kami? <laughs> so I, I I look between the beds. Comi, you know, with his frame, oh, six no. foot four, six foot five. No pillow, no blanket, badass naked, just laying there like this, <laughs> snoring, you know, with his Sasquatch body, you know, with his <laughs> big hair, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was like, all right, oh all my right. Oh, God. So I woke I, I get up, I was like, call me, wake up. Like, what? what? <laughs> you know, and he's he's a really smart guy. Yeah. So he talks really well, and his voice is really deep. So he makes it even funnier when he talks. I just have a great memories with that guy. Oh my god, he was—he oh, was—he was really good to all the young guys. He was really good, good leader. Spoke his mind, which obviously in the end kind of fucked him. But uh, yeah, you know that's usually how he goes with the with the players and with people like that. When you stand up for something, you usually get punished. So I yeah. think it was his case.
2: Now uh, you ended up with Hitch there. Yeah, we all have oh, some yeah, Hitch, uh, yeah, we all have some good Hitch stories. Hitch was really good to me, and I was, only really was with him for about 10 games cuz he he was let go but uh you got any good things uh with Hitch
3: With Hitch yeah well i got to start with some compliments here because you know obviously when you are a young guy you don't kind of know what he's trying to do with you or when he's hard on you like saying why, why or yeah. you know what i mean like right. you don't you don't for get sure, it obviously yeah. right before you find a way so so he was hard on me he was hard on all the all the young guys and uh you know right now i uh, I was saying that before as well that I don't think I would be a player as I am right now with mental toughness and just right. being a player. I am right now without him being there for a year and year and a half something like that and he got fired but yeah it wasn't something else. I mean <laughs> he loved he loved to bottle on the battle? Am I saying that? Battle battle. Oh, battle, battle. Bottle yeah, yeah, <laughs> battle. Like that. It's okay. Bottle, like, Bottle, like, battle, battle. What the fuck? So, he'll have to battle a, on, a, on a bench. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there was, but if you showed him that kind of, you know, you don't want to, you don't back down. Right. Kind of respect it. Yeah. that kind of old school way, you know yeah. what I mean? Which, I think it's missing a lot yeah. these days in the, anywhere you go basically. He, he
2: seemed, I know like, <clears throat> the few games, like I said, that, uh, that I was with, Guys turn around and tell him to beat it. Yeah. But it was the next day he never held it yeah. against anyone. Yeah. Because I think that's, like you said, I think he that's, was, that's the way to do that's, it, that's, right? the, that's the way yeah, to do it. There's exactly. a lot of emotions. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. You get
3: stuck in a zone for two minutes. You're dead tired. You're, you yeah. can't breathe. You're, you block the shot. You got hit probably. Yeah. You, know, you know, that's the last thing you want to you do is to get yelled at from the fuck Jake, fuck, Wake <laughs> the fuck out. Jake
2: used to come back to the bench with when I was with the team and uh, sometimes you know have a long shift he's tired and it was so funny because Lappy used to come up to you and try to talk and right,
3: let me fucking get my (laughs) breath
2: so then it turned into Lappy would come and stand beside me if Jake was sitting in front of me he would wait and then like 20 seconds go by. JP, like what? Yeah, right. you that's know, the like it was yeah. just just a weight on cool. you. You know, like yeah, we have, we have so let's many good your... stories. You know,
3: like yeah. that sometimes during the game some shit happens. Oh yeah, that's it's an emotional. That's so game, funny, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. so funny. Like we had me, Simmer. I remember like it was some. I don't know what year was that. Like we were pretty demanding on our power play, right in Philly. That's why I think we were so good. Mm-hmm. Because we were demanding if one power play didn't go well, all right, you started looking around you like, all right, guys, wake the fuck up. Yeah. The second part play stepping statement and something got, got screwed. It was a battle. Like on the bench, like Oh yeah. Fuck you, G, fuck you, Simmer. <laughs> Simmer's bitching at us. Then fucking I'm getting between them and then I fucking you know, telling Simmer to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the truth, And, too, and man. Simmer's telling me, Fucking, let's go, let's go right now. I'm like, let's go. So like, and <laughs> yeah. it settled. We go out on the next power play and it a zipping yeah, around. Right, and yeah. We come that's back true. and we just, all
2: right, that's the way to do it. It's, it's, and
3: after after the period, you come to the locker room and we just laugh about it. Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's
2: one of those things too that like you've seen around. Oh, when yeah. you guys would do that, I'd just be like, like, oh God, like, yeah. you know, what's going on? And then, like you say, you go out, you score a goal and everybody's yeah. happy, but yeah. if we could have had like that stuff, Mike, just oh, man, uh, just it's to gold. go back later and you laugh your ass even, off. even
3: with Chief, you know I, oh, I god. Uh. my chief was like I basically I grew as a player under him, like you know what I mean I, I had a break breakout seasons under right. him, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen, and uh like the shit he said sometimes to like, oh my god, like I was <laughs> seriously like you couldn't go on the ice because you were laughing for so long, <laughs> right. you know what I mean yeah, oh, he yeah. The ice, he says something and you started laughing, and then it was your turn again, two and a half, three minutes left. And you just, you jumped on the ice and you were still smiling, you know, like, oh, yeah. Rafi, remember Raf? Oh, God. Yeah. He so, Raf's went. wet, there was like three or one, whatever, or clear cut two on one, three on two, I can't remember right now correctly. And somebody from the other team called for a drop. <laughs> so, so Raf went, there was a right by the bench, Raf went, and he just dropped it to him, gone, the other way, two on one, absolutely, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, they didn't man. score. <laughs> you know, Rafi's face like. Oh, yeah. What was that? <laughs> and then Chief goes like, raffle are you fucking brain dead or so? And then all of them just started dying laughing. And you know, is Raff, laughing. And is like, <laughs> like... That was such a good memory, man. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's funny. There's so much, so many little things that are happening, you know, it just makes you crack up. It's Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Chief, and we had Chief on two episodes ago, and he actually mentioned you, and, you know, these types of little... little uh little beefs on the bench and stuff yeah, like that yeah, talk yeah. about your relationship with chief because i know he's uh you mentioned it a, l- a little bit already but uh h- how, how much is you know his his character and and his uh, presence has an effect on not just yourself but the team itself oh huge yeah huge he's
3: i was so happy for him when he got the job yeah, in St. and he found a way to kind of kind of he find a way to win the cup with them because He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a stand-up guy that's, you know, standing up for you. He doesn't bury you on the papers as yeah. a coach. Uh, when he thinks something, he says that to you. He means it well. He try to help you, which yeah. is different. Some coaches just try to bury you, right? Sure. Yeah. So uh, he just he just said the way it is and try to help you out. He's hard on you, but in a good way, which you, as a guy, if you're normal, you appreciate it, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with Chief, like, when he was an assistant, when Lavi was here, like, that was the same thing. That, so there was me, Simmer G, and then Chief would hop in. So we had a four-way battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when he was a head coach, obviously you, you can pull that shit as much, but you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. kind of, if you disagree, you kind of talk it out on the bench in front of young guys or whatever. But uh, yeah, I remember 13, 14, he was, he was really, when he took over, he was really hard on me. Even harder than when he was an assistant coach. When an assistant coach, you take it as a, as a fun, some kind of way. But as a head coach, you're like, all right, fuck, like, Chief, like, what do you want from me? You know what I mean? Like, did I steal your fucking lunch money or what? Yeah, right. And he just started dying laughing. He was like, "No, I'm just fucking pushing you, man. Relax. I was like, All right, fair enough." And I just absolutely took off. That was the yeah, that was did. the year when I think G didn't score for like 16 games. Remember, we yeah. had a bad start, and uh, and then G went on to being a candidate for MVP, and uh, we lost to Rangers in the game seven. Game but, seven, yeah. But uh, we didn't have much depth, you know, right. that year, and uh, he just absolutely. He, one of the best, probably the best coach I ever had.
0: Yeah. yeah. I had him briefly with the, with, with the Phantoms yeah. and uh, obviously an assistant with the Flyers, but yeah. I, I always respect the chief. He's yeah. just a straight shooter, you know? I mean, so you just want to know where you stand, you know? Yeah. And just, you said being a good communicator is one thing, but the fact that he really cares about his, no, his people, you know I mean? There's 100%. no question. And, you can't and I think it. there
3: was a reason why in St. Louis they turn around. Right, yeah. Right? Because he yeah. comes in, he loosens it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. He jokes around a little bit, but when it's time to work, like, to make sure that you're working, and uh, you know you do anything for that kind of coaches. Yeah, simple yeah. formula, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, talk about when you first uh, landed up in Philly. It was your, f- your first year in Philly. You landed playing with Yager, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that must have been something. Uh, obviously, growing up in Czech, and you must have idolized him. 100 percent. It was
3: you know I had a Pittsburgh at home, everything you know, obviously because uh, before '89. I was born in 89, but before that, the NHL was no show, right, for Czech Czech or Russians or something. There was Mm -hmm. Commies were taking care of it, there was no input from the West. So Yeggs was drafted in 1990, basically him starting in the NHL right away after Commies broke in 89. Uh, Everything got on TV and papers and he was being one of the best players in the league and I think from 93 or 94, he was the best player for about 10, 11 years in the league, in the world, basically. So he was the number one guy, along with Hasek, right? Right. So uh, me as a forward, idolizing oh, yeah. Jag. So, and So, yeah, it was amazing. I remember I was in Montreal. I was preparing for a season. And I got a phone call from Scott Housen from Columbus. He got traded to Philadelphia, which was shock for me. I didn't expect it, obviously. Yeah, so uh, flew down here for press conference. And uh, Barry Henry, Henry picked me up at the airport. He was like, oh, this is a list of numbers you you can choose from. I'm like, all right. Well, does anybody want a ninety three? He was like, Nope. He was like, well, it's not here. He was like, Mr. Snyder doesn't like it. I was like, Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Well wow. so I took yeah. first, first number.
3: Was- so I took number nine yep. in a training camp and I just didn't like it. You, you know, kept I, saying to me, Yeah. Like, I
2: want to wear fucking ninety three. You know, yeah, I
3: like- but I didn't want to go out. I was a new guy, I right, was a young right, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't yeah. sure. So then after I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it one more try. So I went up to Paul Holmgren and uh, I was like, Homer, like, is there a chance I can run 93? And with his, he just sitting there he's like, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you know how, how Homer is. <laughs> so we changed it to 93. But uh, yeah, in the summer I uh, basically I didn't have a contract. I was restricted free agent. And I remember that Phyllis sent the offer. And uh, when my agent Peter was talking with Homer about me signing that contract, he um, he was agent of the A's as well. Oh, okay. So oh, okay, basically, yeah. Homer Peter with one phone call said, uh, nice. "Yeah, we agreed to that." And Yax agreed to, to his contract and it as well. So we signed at the same time basically. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got here and it was amazing. I mean, you know, Prongs, Yax, Chemo, mm. yeah. Danny Briere. You know, it was a uh, it was a good team. And uh, and uh, you know, basically, I was I wasn't playing as much as I do right now, or as much as I did after, but. Uh, you know I think my game was at a solid level and uh, I knew I was gonna break out eventually and uh, you know it was uh, it was one of the best moments for me to play that first year in Philly and enjoy everything and kind of get used to that winning culture and uh, you know be part of that team and it was that was awesome everything uh, since since that day I got traded everything just took off so yeah and that was
2: amazing Leading uh, from that you end up becoming really good friends with our boy Wayne Simmons yeah our buddy and what a great guy, man. Like yeah. he, I, I missed, I missed him the day, you know, as soon as he was yeah, gone, yeah. but that like was,
3: there maybe... was, that was bittersweet that uh, game, that outdoor game. Yeah. his you last one. I mean, one. his last yeah. one and uh, he kind of expected he was going to get traded, but then you never know. Right? You're hoping Until he's again. not. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of bittersweet, but you know, it is what it is. You hope for him to do the, the yeah. job as he can, you know, in the future. And, uh, and we're still in touch. And we were roommates for three years. I have a couple of stories as well. Yeah, with really. <laughs> yeah it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We, we got along pretty well.
2: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: What's it been like? I mean, this is you going into your 10th year with the Flyers now. And uh, just the city of Philadelphia. And um, this is, uh, just adapting to the culture here. And, and uh, you know, again, m- not many players get to play in one city for 10 years. Yeah. So you can talk to that a little bit.
3: Yeah, kind of. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, fuck, that's my 10th year already here in Philly. That's pretty good. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you got to do, really <laughs> do something right to stay here for such a long time. And, uh, yeah, it's like my second home, you know. Like, I mean, if you are, I don't know, if you would be anywhere for 10 years, if you would call it as a second home. But Philly is awesome. I mean, you know, you have four sports teams. You have a great restaurant. So you have just every time you play at home in front of the crowd, it's it's demanding 100%. Yeah. Shoot! Shoot! Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. But uh I, I lose it. <laughs> they don't understand it. I know. With, with my shot from top of the circle, wrister, when the, there is no one in front of the net. There is no fucking way I'm scoring. <laughs> like I don't know what would have to happen. The goalie pull is growing and just yeah, fall yeah, out yeah. of the net or something. I don't know. I'm not scoring. So you know, with me holding the puck extra second and then finding the empty seat, uh, the open seam somewhere back door or something. That's a better option for me than just wrist it at the net, you know what I mean? Like and everybody's trying to change me right now. Like I still have some people, not like the fans, but overall from the hockey communities. You gotta shoot more, you gotta shoot more. I was like, guys, do you understand that you guys don't have the vision as I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. I see the eyes completely differently than you. Yeah, right. And you standing in a completely different uh uh angle right. that I'm having a puck right now. Like I see different things, right? Obviously. Yeah, when you yeah. go like I, my favorite thing is that when you go in two and one I would say when I'm going two on one eight out of ten I make the pass through the D and if he hits it right it's a it's a goal right mm-hmm. right so but two out of ten times if you fuck up they're like oh you should have shot it
0: yeah yeah of course yeah
3: I mean yeah should have shot it like if I make that pass which I usually do like it's a goal right. Like shot it. Yeah, right. Of course, I should have shot it if I fucked up that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You, yeah. To say after you know the what fact, I mean. Right, like, yeah. thanks yeah. for advice. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure, yeah right. right yeah. It just uh, yeah, but it's it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun to play here. It's fun to you know playing those home games and uh, you know because if you go, if the team goes the, and the people pushing awesome. you and pushing you and yeah. you can absolutely do things that you couldn't do in the other
2: cities, I think. And that was the Manscaped moment of the show. Support for Nasty Knuckles is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Before I got my lawnmower 3.0, I used to have a lot of accidents. And when I see blood, I get a little squeamish. So every time I was sh- shaving down there and cut myself, I almost you know fell to the floor. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower Mower 3.0, which I have, and it's awesome. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Riley, you might want to look into that. That's a lot of ball hair. That is a lot. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. I was going to say if this quick stroke rouse, that is right up your alley. <laughs> and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at Manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Knuckles. Again, your balls will thank you.
0: Uh, Nasty's telling me that you had the, the locker room DJ duties. Release 30 minutes, four games. I, I do. I do. I have a after meetings
3: usually. You know, we have a one meeting, second meeting, and then there is 20 to 25 minutes always when guys started to uh, warm it up. And then I just start taping my stick, put a sandals on, have a coffee, and just blast it out to music. So, there you, go. you know, a guitar. it's an important role. Yeah, a little yeah, dancing. A little, you know, the dancing loosened me up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going into the rit- rhythm.
0: I've seen uh, a few videos. You
3: look yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of pretty them. Pretty funny. I remember when Nick Grossman was with us, he was jamming with me. And I showed uh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have I, that. Uh, yeah. I did, yeah.
2: When
3: he was jamming with me and uh, yeah, it's a lot of Bruce Springsteen, mm. you know, ACDC. it kind of makes depending on a on feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a, little pop, it's a vibe, right? Yeah. Slower. Yeah, it depends kind of mood I'm in and just...
2: One of the songs you played the one day, I can't remember where you heard it, but it was like the Pointer Sisters or something Pointer Sisters yeah, yeah. and I yeah. was dying because I'm like we just went from Bruce to the Pointer
3: Sisters yeah I don't I don't have the like uh, I, I don't go from
0: the transition
3: yeah transition like yeah. I'm like alright I'm here almost by myself there's max two or three guys in locker yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Right. Like, if you want to be here it's going to be blasted it's loud <laughs> it's but, loud like sometimes Lappy comes in after the meetings he comes in and try to explain something to the guys so, on a purpose, I just turn up turn the music. Up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's my time right now. If yeah, you right. want to talk to them, yeah. take them to the other room, you know? Yeah, right, it. yeah. So, we always laugh about it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Pointer Sisters. It's on my playlist sometimes as well. That's kind of losing me up yeah, because you're jumping around, you know? You right, jump. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, so, you're jumping around. And, uh, yeah, but my go to, you know, it's Planet uh, oh, yeah. City. Yeah, you know, yep. unplugged. That's usually the empty. last. Yeah. That's everybody knows that when that song comes on anywhere we are with the team we're like oh Bruce Springsteen Atlantic City Jakey song
2: yep, yeah 100% yeah. man that's awesome I used to love that part of the day because you never know what you're gonna get in the first part I guess lots usually is coming in and putting his stuff on it. There's, there's
3: some there's some like rhythm to that so yeah I think when you come in before the first meeting it's a it's a R&B and b and hip hop yep and I usually come as the last guy to the locker room right before 5 so I don't hear it right so I come in uh, and after meetings I go and about 30 minute mark we go on the ice at 16 30 minute mark Lassie's taking over again yeah. to get some beats into it but uh, <laughs> yeah I have a lot of time there. that's, that's fun. <laughs> like a well-oiled machine yeah, yeah. yeah
2: you did like the Mac Miller yeah, the yeah the, year, we, we, the that was a song. great winning that song was,
3: that's from the memories yeah you know, exactly from the first year
2: yep that Mac Miller the memories
3: just the team and winning and uh, you know the series with Pittsburgh it just yeah it was, it was awesome
2: Jakey scored an overtime goal in game one.
3: Game one. Remember yeah. that? I watched that shit die game two. That was was, awesome. shit, that too. That was, that was my first playoff game. Like I only played, in Columbus my second year. We got shit kicked by Detroit, right? Four straight. It was yeah, four, three, four straight. Four straight. Right? But yeah, yeah. They, they, they were loaded. Yeah, like, yeah of course. Yeah. You know, they had Phil Pula, Pretty good team. <laughs> on the third line, they had Phil Pula Franzen and uh, Hoodler. I mean, uh, right? That was your yeah. third. line. Right, yeah. D uh, <laughs> I mean, stacked up, you know, my buddy Nick Cronwell on Blue Line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, It was there was a stack team. So uh, they they kind of gave us the business. And then in Pittsburgh, I remember the game when I was, you know, it was everything was everything is two steps faster, right? In playoffs, so so I was I didn't know where I was. I got hit like four times. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is fast, and you know, I got that lucky bounce. We won that uh, first game, and everything just you know, yeah. relieved itself, and uh, it just that was a great series,
2: man. That was so much fun. We kind of talked about that with Hearts, Heartsy. Leading up that Gong show we had in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. oh, yeah, you know, right. before, and then it, that series was—it just... was like a
3: second last game before. The, yeah, uh... I
2: think it was the last game actually, because we were in pit and then we turned around and played them. I think Maybe no, no, second, it was like the last... second or third okay, last okay, yeah. game.
3: But, uh, there wasn't many games left, like, like but right. the seating was set, everything. Like, yes, the one, yeah, exactly. And they yeah. just absolutely bowled it up, and it was crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Crazy. That was when Chief was holding lavi there, yeah, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, up there. Was it was fun. It was fun. I remember. When Ash uh, Ash had a, a shiner, yeah, he had a shiner, and he was pounding him. And Kubi Pavel Kubina, standing beside him, like, "Hey, leave him alone!" Like, <laughs> <Yeah. he> this <just, laughs> <Yeah. he laughs> yeah. for us." <laughs> yeah,
2: Kubi, like, hey, he was the biggest guy <laughs> on the island. Yeah, I know, right? He's a, he a big just dude. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop! Like, come on, come yeah. on! <laughs> just
3: like <you're> giving it.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah, Ash wouldn't let up either. Oh my god! Good so one of the coolest things I was able to do. It's, obviously hockey's given us all like a lot of fun things obviously I didn't play but last year going to check man yeah. that was awesome and Jake was an unbelievable host like I mean the food now I always get Jake's always like it's hard when you go to check and you eating this food it's but oh my god the food was amazing um, man It was. I was, awesome. I was
3: always in my lifetime basically and that was my 13 year I was always higher on body fat like no matter what I did like I was always higher, right? Than than the rest of the guys. And you have a guy's coming at eight, nine percent lean. So I come from Czech. And then last year we go to Czech. I was like, Yeah, guys, this is what we get. This like we a- don't we don't get salads. Oh God, we have boiled food, potatoes. Goulash, right. oh, we no, have we'll goulash. We have goulash and those thick sauces and yeah, the right. Czech beer and like, sure, like sure, what, yeah. what, what it's not do? it's not low like, calorie like, food. <laughs> you no, know, not at all. And then I go twice a twice a week or once a week I go to my mom's and you know she's got three lunches prepared like oh what do you want like this and try this and try that <laughs> yeah. like mom fuck like come on <laughs> I'm a pro athlete here know, I, can't, I, can't, like, I can't do it I'm getting old like I gotta you know I gotta slow it down a little bit but the Czech trip it was, I mean, it like, was everything we gone. landed from Switzerland I mean, for dinner Yeah. all team everybody was a good setup then we went for a couple of beers with the boys and, uh, and then we end up going out Friday night as well Yeah, it was, yeah. It was
2: fun we everywhere, we, everywhere we walked out, there were people. And paparazzi. I fans. mean, it was, it was, I mean uh, yeah, it was. I mean, that's kind of comes with it, I guess. I mean, you're captain of the national team before. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I mean, it's I it's mean, a everybody lot of,
3: was excited for that event, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, it's big time, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I kind of not expected that, but like obviously you just you just go with it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, Just totally just with be it. careful. You know, don't 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 yeah. go out, don't go out and. When you coming out of the bar, just doing face plant on the on the yeah yeah, right. yeah, 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 right. so yeah exactly. It's gonna be a picture. Just don't sure, make a fool right. of yourself, yeah. yeah. Just, just, I, in case. Yeah,
0: right.
2: There, that that trip, like you said, I think it was the the first night because we had a couple of days in between, yeah. so we we all went out and um, I won't even say it was, but a guy that usually doesn't have too many somehow ended up with me, and we're leaving this one bar we're like in a basement yeah and it was awesome and i think we had broke free from you
3: i like, i went home i went the you, first night i went i would say i went after that, like two thirty. yeah two thirty. i think i went to bed i went home because i went to
2: see my family so i, I
3: took it easy that night well the, checkway, yeah. the rest of us didn't. yeah but anyway i ended
2: up with one of the guys on the team's pretty quiet guy but uh we're walking out of this thing and he's let's go somewhere else all right there's a helmet hanging yeah. and it's not the one we got in switzerland that yeah. you guys we're wearing for the player of the game, but there's a helmet hanging there. It's just a white CCM helmet. I would never expect this from this guy. He grabs it, you know, he puts it on. He's wearing it everywhere. So we went to another bar and then he ends up passing out with it on. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> he his phone dies. His, his wife is calling just to check, you know, cause the, the time, yeah, uh, for but sure, she, yeah. she didn't hear from him because yeah. he was crippled. And so. He's said, like, "Phone's ringing," and or he Facetime. First of all, he was Facetime, yeah, actually, right. when he when he went to bed, and she didn't tell him, but she was taking screenshots. Screen he's got the helmet on. Oh, he doesn't God. realize oh, he's got God. it on, right? And he's passed out already. And, he's, and so, yeah. so he's holding it. He's passed he's out like, with that helmet. She's just taking screenshots of him. <laughs> oh, so man. then he's supposed to meet the boys for lunch. Like the guys have oh, a they thing golfing, I think they yeah, golfing, or golfing. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah it was sorry, He was golfing. And uh he, this guy's nowhere to be found. So they call. So now this is this guy telling me the story later in the day. He's crying, he's laughing so hard at himself. He goes, Phone rings in the room. First of all, I grabbed the remote and I'm like, Oh, it's a remote. So I grabbed the phone and I'm like, Click. He's like, what The hell? He had the helmet on. No. So he's like, Where did this come from? He had no, no idea. Clue. So I have a video of him oh my God. running. Like I'm yeah. actually sending Ben Peterson yeah. a picture because they had Jimmy Garofalo poster for some reason, this place you <laughs> are we at. And I'm like, hey, uh, send him a, a message. Hey, uh, Ben, me and this guy are here. And he comes running up behind, like, the most unathletic guy you've ever seen. He's got <laughs> this helmet on. And he's like, he's just, he do not even say anything. He's <laughs> just waving. And Ben's like, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was just such a good time, yeah,
3: man. Yeah, this, last night, too, after the game, it was, it was. it's like a little oh, bar yeah, underground. Was... Everybody, it was packed. Like, you couldn't move in there. And we had a back and. In the back we had a table so we went there it was it was so much fun uh that was great that was awesome there were a
2: lot of bars there with uh you go downstairs because what was the like the elvis themed bar we went to you, J, yeah that was the first time we went there so i ended up going i didn't know there was downstairs yeah. i go downstairs and it's like it's so different than upstairs yeah. i mean it's like almost like a old school hardcore rock like yeah, yeah it is. i mean so, like, it is. like uh punk
0: oh place. yeah sure yeah i was,
2: girls dancing in a cage yeah. oh, and wow. next one of the guys that was with us uh, that works for the team does the social media we're like oh we're getting you a shot and they put a uh, helmet on him and they're beating him with a baseball bat <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> things on fire I'm like what is going on <laughs> and I video of that too it was crazy but uh, yeah well, what a time that, that was, was good, and man. You were, obviously, you are a great host, man. You you showed us a lot of a lot of stuff in our time. There, there was soccer
3: match in it, too, right? That
2: was awesome, man. I've yeah, never Champions been Champions League,
3: one. the Prague team played Dor- Borussia Dortmund this yep. uh, Wednesday. So we got tickets. NHL got us tickets. tickets. So oh, we'll awesome. Go, yeah, we'll
2: the, the Blackhawks actually were there, yeah. too. It was kind of fun. Oh, right they were all there. It was awesome. I have, have some good video of that, as well. And that was good. So
3: was, Prague, it, Prague is always good, man. You, yeah so, like, he's always good. that was so, my awesome.
2: first time there so it was it was it was awesome to have you kind of showing us around too So
0: you're a good team guy who's the funniest guy in the locker room funniest guy besides you besides you, <laughs> you? Um, I would put you up there for sure
3: <laughs> I gotta go
0: with uh, gotta go with Raffle yeah.
3: he's got that kind of humor he loves to fuck around but with a straight face yeah right so most of the time if you don't know him you think he's serious yeah you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, and he's just doing the stupidest shit. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Just, just.
0: He goes, he's yeah, bored, I or Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> he's bored.
3: So we have a medicals, and there is like two huge lines for ortho or- 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 and EKG or whatever. And then Hazy comes in. He was almost, almost ready to go into ortho, but he say, "Fuck that, that! There is no, there is no one I- Where is the, where is the EKG?" So Raf is sitting like close by. He was like, "Where is EKG?" Was like, oh, you gotta go the other way, turn left around. He was like, okay, so he's yeah. completely sent him the other <laughs> way. You know, like, yeah. he comes back in five minutes. He was like, wow, where is it? <laughs> just going, yeah. like stupid shit like that. I yeah. don't know where. You know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh. So, he, he's a he's a funny fucker. That's for she... sure. Lots our, is funny. Lots is, funny. is really yeah. funny too, man. He's he, he makes me he used to make me laugh a lot. I remember we were in Calgary. Um, you were, I think you were in the room, but I set up a video camera, and when the guys went on the ice. Ralph had gotten a, a new suit. So his his pants had really long pockets in them, and he had his cell phone in it. So I turned his pants inside out, and I stitched across <laughs> his pocket. So his phone's in here. And he's... he's he's He could get his hand in his pocket, but his phone was down here. Yeah. But he's thinking the things... Are, so we're all sitting here, Simmers laying yeah. on the table, yeah. and I'm like just watching, and I got the video going. And, you know, he's not paying attention to anyone but himself. Yeah. And he's... He's like looking at his pants and he's like reaching in and he's like pulling him inside out he sees his phone, right? And uh, I just kind of go, and I kind of start laughing and everyone's, he looks at me and he goes, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? He goes, I thought there was a secret pocket in my pants, you know, and the whole room just dies. oh man. Oh, that's classy. Oh, funny, He is a funny, he's a funny, funny guy though.
0: Yeah. Oh man.
2: That yeah, I remember that.
3: A lot of lot of memories over those ten years. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Play with some beauties.
2: You know what? One thing I was gonna say oh. was, uh, uh, Jake. So I used to do this thing in college, and I, I used to do it all the time. I actually did it for Jim on the phone that day. We had the conversation. Oh yeah, him. right. So I just talk really stupid, and it doesn't make any sense. But some people act like they understand me. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. So Jake, I did it one time, yeah. and he's dying. So now, we did it the other night. Uh, I, I, I picked it up right away because something like that I was doing to my buddies
3: back home in some kind of way. Yeah. Because I was always saying something and then I just mumbled the last word and they were like, can you, <laughs> can you pass me ice Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, and they're like, what? what? I was like, yeah, so I didn't. Well. And then he was looking at something at the
2: table. He was like, what is he saying? Like, what do you
3: want? You know? <laughs> yeah. And everybody's right. dying because they know already.
2: So <laughs> we're, we're a lot of times on the road guys someone new work in the room or whatever. Like would be like, Hey, get this guy, get this guy. So there's a guy in Calgary, he's a great guy, Dean. He he takes care of the visiting teams and uh he's a real hyper guy, like more hyper than I am probably and uh he comes cruising into the room and I said Jakey's like hey, you know, gonna go on a little bit and I said I said, what, what's going on around here? You know he's like What what? What's what, what happened? I said, Well, boys are coming off the ice and something came back. This guy grabbed check. He's got him on the thing, and he's got him with a sledgehammer. This guy, there's an Accord sitting outside the door. Hexy's losing his mind. The cops are here, the red lights going. And then, and, then we looks at, get... and
3: then he looks at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a man. So so I he starts I just mumble something. Right, I was like, hey, and <laughs> because they know I have an accent, right. so, they yeah, know right. I... <laughs> so they don't know if I just like can't speak English or what.
2: Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah And so I'm like, it's I said, but it's at the topic, it's a bar. We gotta have them there. Like, we're the cops. Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm gonna take care of this, says. <laughs> and walks around. I didn't say one thing that made a bit of sense. Bit of sense. So we finished the first period, and uh-huh. boys are coming in, and I run in, usually get the gloves, and, and uh so this gentleman comes walking down, security, head of security in, in the saddle dome, and he goes, Are you Derek? And I'm like, Yes, sir, what's up? And he goes, we understand what happened with uh, earlier. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna put some extra security down here. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we heard it, a, a fan came out and they had a sledgehammer and he grabbed Jake for and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, no, you we were just messing around, bro. And he goes, really? I said, a sledgehammer? I think I was messing with Dean. Oh. You know, and the guy's like starts dying. Like he goes, okay, oh. and then the one time we're in Edmonton,
3: no, before he said, yeah, the, the, when you do it to the teammate. And they're like, look, it's the best right away when he's trying to explain it, And they try to pick it up. Yeah. And then I hop in. I said, and they're like, they're like, look in, look in. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, smile. <laughs> they're they don't, like, they're no. too proud no, to yeah, say yeah, that they, they look don't look understand. Away, they look away. And like, somebody else jumps in. Hey, what, what, what they they saying? He's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't <laughs> know. I could understand shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got Broner. Yeah, we got brawner. And
2: because yeah. uh, uh, Claude, Claude looks over at me. He winks. He goes. I put fake tattoo on Elvis, you Correct. know, yeah. like, uh, so he's telling Bronner, no, no, nasty. They got this numbing cream. So nasty. Let him get a tattoo. So uh like Bronner's like, come on. Man. is that right? I'm like, yeah, man. I said, they, they have this stuff. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, we went to the car. Went around, he put it in there. He didn't even cry. Like sour. He came back through his body he put it right Jake. And Jake starts just <laughs> going and and Bronner's got this look of like, like, like are you law, nuts? he's looking through us. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. You know, he just takes a sip of his beer, and we're just. crying. You see
3: the guy at the table just the guy, their beer, and just like yeah. even yeah. Coots,
2: like Coots, is dying well, laughing. But uh, the Edmonton was the best, though. So he looks at me. He's always usually the last guy to leave the ice, and uh, for some reason he sk- he skates over to me, and we're kind of talking. He's drinking a little water, and he goes, "Hey, Nas, nice. get this guy." So the cameraman always has a guy behind him with the like pulling the, the uh, cord. Yeah. So this gentleman's standing there. I'm like, Hey buddy, you going to be out here for a minute? And he goes, yeah, what's up? And I said, listen, four minute mark and stop it. He's, uh, he's got to be there because he needs it for sure. Like don't just make sure you don't mess it up. And It's a uh, it red light. Okay, man, thanks. So, he's like automatically. So, I finished, I, I, I and finish he, out, he
3: looked at me. I was like, but I skated away, right? <laughs>
2: this guy literally dropped the cord, and I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, what'd you say? And I said, you're about the four-minute mark. Good. Like, then he starts coming across the ice after me. He's crying, literally tears running down his face. We go in a locker room, and we're just dying. And uh, then he's like, Now, she nice, just got this guy out here. Everyone's really laughing. That's hilarious. It was funny. Another thing, Jakey, that I was... Like we're talking about being funny, Jake sometimes would go out, and I always would say to him, "If just one person saw you do this," so he would he would come over, have a drink of water, and be like, "Men's league, men's league guy." So he starts skating like straight Straight leg, and and stick kind of like so awkwardly and fast, and then. Shake his yeah, hair like that, but he like, could go like a and, all the and, shoot, and just it shoot 20 it. feet wide. And I'm like, I just hope someone saw it and like, what is wrong with Sometimes
3: him? Sometimes I had some, some teammates see me. They just fucking look at me and they just start crying, <laughs> laughing. But, like but it was
2: one of the funniest things. Yeah. And another thing that I I miss, uh, like in warm-ups, Shaky come over and be like, nah, I feel pretty good today. I feel like I'm about 50 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when he didn't feel good, it's like, about 65 today how you, know, how you yeah. feeling today and one day we're in the room and you know you're doing your guitar and dancing around it and i'm like jake you're like why don't you like stretch out he goes nasty if i fucking stretch i'll get hurt <laughs> you're fucking, yeah. i don't stretch it, it works i'm like you're right yeah. <laughs> it does work but yeah. anyway yeah stretching that's right. is overrated, <laughs> Stretching's overrated it
3: is because i stretch one one year one summer and one camp i start stretching so I was pretty flexible, right? Which was good off the ice, you felt pretty good. But as soon as you hop on the ice, my strides were so off. I was longer on my strides and it's absolutely fucked up my skating. Yeah. You know, and even in battles, like you feel stronger. If you're tighter, obviously it makes sense. You feel stronger, right? On your yeah. skate. But if you lose, you don't well, have that yeah. stability. So I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, uh-huh. Cool man, thanks again.
2: All right, buddy.
0: guys, I really appreciate it. Appreciate Thank, it, Thank you. Yeah, man.
2: Thanks. Guys. Yeah, that was awesome. It.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you of course. Yeah. All right, that episode was brought to you by Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening for all your skate sharpening and hockey needs. Visit Sharpening.com and Body Check Wellness hemp Thrive CBD and functional mushroom blends. Visit BodyCheckWellness.com. For all your wellness needs, so want to thank Jake Voracek for hopping on the Nasty Knuckles podcast. He is truly a funny dude and uh, had me cracking up obviously several times. So I want to thank him for hopping on. Always appreciate uh, you know guys opening up and you know sharing their stories. Uh, I mean you know Jake very well, Nasty. I mean this guy is a he's a character. We talked about that. I mean he's a funny dude. I mean in the locker room he is got to loosen up that locker room. There's no question.
2: Oh man. You know, uh he talked a little bit about his uh, DJing his 25 to 30 minutes. If you, if you happen to be lucky enough to walk in and or walk by that locker room (laughs) and you don't really know Jake and you, you peek your head in and he is playing the hardest air guitar you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Singing to the top of his lungs, which, thank God, the stereo in there is so loud. You really can't hear him because he's the worst singer you would ever want to hear. But the funny part is, Robert Hag is always half-dressed two hours before the game. So he's just sitting there, you know, just looking down. Meanwhile, Jake's dancing around the locker room, playing his Bruce, playing ACDC. I mean, it's a sight. I almost... Got used to seeing it, but it still made me smile because that's his warm up. That's really, yeah. that's how he warms up. You yes. know, I think, I think we, we spoke about it in the episode. I used to say to him, Jakey, what you know, why don't you stretch a little bit? Jesus, if I fucking get hurt, if I fucking stretch, I don't stretch, you know,
0: no stretching <laughs> so in his pregame.
2: Nope. So that's, his, that's his warm up, but it's, uh, it's great to see, man.
0: That's hilarious. Does Hager even uh, acknowledge him or is he totally dialed in face down?
2: He's face down, but if he looks over, you know, like if I walked in, he would look over at me and just give me the old, huh? Okay. He doesn't even put headsets that, you know, some guys wear their right, own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have any on. He just sits there hands folded on his knees thinking about the game i mean yeah. you you uh had uh robert hag and he he's a competitor man so he's he's always focused
0: yeah it, exactly. it,
2: yeah he is so it, it's a sight to see though
0: yeah he probably jake. got that front row front row uh seats that, that uh, i am entertainment <laughs> with jake i'm sure he might have a career after <laughs> in, the, in the music space who knows yeah, but, yeah.
2: Exactly. that was the
0: best, that was the best time for me before the game was was that time in the locker room where we were able to play the music and just uh, have fun. Right. I mean, that was like the time when hockey was really, truly fun is because there was just guys getting, you know, in their element, getting ready and, you know, shooting the yeah. shit and having fun. I mean, that, that, that to me was the, the time that I, you know, cherished the most and, you know, to be yeah, the DJ, you know, at least he's partially DJ, you know, yeah. at, at times uh, that is an honor. And it is, yeah. uh, and it comes with some serious, uh, you know, um, criteria. I mean, you have to be able to play the right tunes to get the guys going. Otherwise they would be shut down so fast. Right. I mean, you yeah, know, the guys right. are. they don't like it you're going to hear about it and they're going to shut you down. So
2: they will shut it down quick, especially yeah. the veterans. But Riles, you used to get there at three o'clock for a seven o'clock games.
0: So. Oh yeah. Just to get ready yeah. for four minutes of ice time. Right.
2: Yeah. It was, the, <laughs> it was the time in the afternoon normally where we would get a half hour, but, you put an end to that coming in at three, so.
0: I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Oh,
2: no, man. It was great. You know I loved it. It was great. I'm just kidding, right. but you're right. It's actually, as you get to know the players, you you basically know who's DJing at that, at a certain time, sure. you know their, their music. Uh, Scott Lawton's always got a great mix. He's got, he, he has hip hop. He's got some good tunes that everybody likes, and he also, he'll throw in a little Tragically Hip, a little oh, yeah. rock. I have and, the hip. And so, yeah, you have to have the hip man in a hockey locker room. But uh, then, then it's like you said, it's Jake's time. That's just hard. That's hard stuff. Or Bruce, which he thinks is hard, but it's <laughs> it's not. But uh, love Bruce Springsteen. But it's that's that's his that's his go to. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's um, it is a great time. It's something. Those are like you said, little things you miss. Like, I know I miss those times, the coffee talk and the right. and, and even that part because the music's blaring, but guys were in my area where you can hear the tunes, but you're talking. And right. it, you miss that stuff. You miss it. And it's
0: yeah, fun. I know. I miss that. And there's definitely a formula and a science behind the right tunes. But also, like, it's like a sanctuary. You know, I think before games, it's like you come there and everyone does it differently. That's the funny part about it. You know, I, I know for me it was, you know, Cranking eight Sudafeds and twenty <laughs> cups of coffee and oh, yeah. whatever else I could put in my body to jack myself up. And other guys are you know meditating and visualizing and you know different parts to their uh, you know their preparation. But uh, Pilates and yeah. <laughs> kickball, obviously a little yeah. soccer action. Uh, but uh, you know that's that, that's the beautiful part of uh, of being an individual, you know, a professional individual, right? I mean, is that everyone's yeah. got their own formula to to prepare um and um a lot of fun right you see all kinds yeah. of different uh um you know different characters uh, around the locker room there so um another thing i wanted to talk about uh with jake which i found um you know humorous and i, I knew it went on because i've experienced it and seen it before not that i was ever on the power play but uh you know how competitive <laughs> these guys are you know when oh you're trying God. to snap the puck around who has the puck who wants the puck where is it going who's it going through and how these guys talk to each other on the bench when it gets heated because obviously they're competitive they're trying to score and uh, it doesn't always work out, obviously, you know, if a high power play percentage is, you know, a little over 20, I'm up to 25% would be high. Um, you know, t- talk about your experiences on the bench, seeing these guys go at it and they almost try and kill each other between power plays.
2: You know, sometimes you're worried there might be a punch thrown. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah,
2: once, once you get to know these guys, I mean, they love each other. You've seen it. Yep. But I mean, it gets heated because it's frustrating. You're, you know, for the last, I don't know how many years, the power play was really good for the Flyers. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Joey Mullen was, was here for a while running that. And, and I believe they stayed in the top 10 under the top 10, you know, uh, the, his whole time here.
0: right?
2: And, uh, th- it's just been a good thing. And that helps when you have Claude Giroux running your sidewall of a power play, but I'll tell you what. When things didn't click, they came back, and you thought, just like Jake explains in the in the episode, like they were. I thought punches were going to fly, and and you want to be like, "Hey, boys, it's okay, settle down." But you know, someone's turning around telling me, "Shut the fuck up." If I do that,
0: <laughs> you yeah, know, and, yeah. and I
2: don't blame, and I don't blame. But I think you want to hear as an equipment guy, but you know, you you watch them, you know how good they are. They know how good they are, but it does. It's not that easy. It's a national hockey not that easy, and, and, you know, it's funny. Sometimes people are, well, got to get, hey, Reg, you got to get the power play going.
0: You yeah, know? Know, right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Slap shot, but it, it's not that easy. They're trying. Every, you know, every team, every power play unit's trying. But, uh, yeah, they would go at it and then go into the locker room. They're laughing about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say to me, Simmer? Did you tell me,
0: you
2: know, jump <laughs> something Did up die? my ass? Like, what, what, what was that? And then the guys are laughing. It, you know, but uh, and it always helps to score a goal. Oh,
0: and, no you know, kidding, does it?
2: That that always helps.
0: Does but it ever? And, well, use, well, and most I people use, don't realize is like a, uh, you know, that the power play fails seventy five percent of the time. It does. You know what I mean? And again, that's a good power play. It's going to be twenty five percent, you know, successful. So I mean. Um, it, it's, it, it is work scoring in any league, let alone, you know, in the NHL, you know, with high end guys and high end penalty kills. Right. I mean that right. watch ton and ton of video on this stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, but, uh, but, but I'm not surprised that guys get that heated because it's their livelihood. Right. Everyone wants to score. They're, they're trying to score and trying to we're trying to win the game. Right. And, uh, we you know when they don't accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, it's frustrating. Right. Uh, but, yeah. uh, um, Always, uh, always something special going on, on the bench. That's for sure. Never a dull moment. I mean, you're you're right there. You're right there in the mix for years, right? I mean, there's yeah. there had to be in a few, a few things uh, you've heard in your day that uh, <laughs> you almost scratch your head and wonder if, if, yeah. if you meant that.
2: <laughs> for sure. That's why I said to Jake, could you, could you imagine if we were able to mic?
0: Oh just, man, just even, even on cool. me, just
2: just to catch everything, I would pay money. If I could have done that over my twenty-six years. Oh my god. I mean from Billy Barber to to, to Lavi. Yeah, right. You know, so pretty good
0: liners. I mean, oh my God. Dead on the bench.
2: I I you know, even I remember being <clears throat> in a world championship in uh, Moscow and Mike Sullivan's a coach who's coaching the penguins. We're playing quarterfinal game and there's about 10 people in the building and it holds about 18,000. So you're wow. hearing everything. And Sully's voice is so loud. You can hear it down the block. And first play of the game, we had this player. Well, I, I don't want to say his name, but, uh, he was kind of a floater, skilled, skilled guy, scored 30 in the league did keep himself in the best shape. So he's over with the team and he's starting the game so we're thirty seconds in, and Sully elbows me, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm used to Peter Laviolette doing that yeah, to me because right. <laughs> so, yeah, he was just always jacked up, right?" So Sully hits me, and it's so quiet in there, and he says, "Nasty, is this guy gonna try today? Is he even gonna try? You know?" <laughs> and, I, and now I'm behind all the players. I don't want to embarrass anyone. Obviously, right. I'm the equipment guy. I know the player heard him on the eye. Everyone in the building, the the guy selling popcorn in the second level
0: <laughs> to, the 10. Know, to,
2: to the 10 people that are there. I heard him and I'm like, uh, what's that, Sully? And he says, you fucking heard me. What is he going to try today? And I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to get her going. Don't worry about that. And all the guys are like, like, looking yeah, back at me not. laughing, he had two and two. I <laughs> he went two, and two. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we lost, and I didn't believe, honestly, in my heart he was going to get it going because I was thinking he was ready to go home. But uh, anyway, yeah, I've heard a ton of things on the bench. Just I'm sure you have, too, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's some funny like, Even things coming out of your mouth. To other oh, players, man. which you probably don't remember because you were pretty jacked up. Sometimes.
0: It was pretty ruthless. Some of the things <laughs> I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I regret some of them.
2: Well, <laughs> no, it's part of the game. Yeah, I know it used fine. to happen. You can't do that.
0: Skill mode. You expect, man. I was trying yeah. to threaten That's guys right. and take their heads off. You know, exactly. part of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I definitely I've miss, definitely missed that that part of it. You know, there was just like this other dimension within the game, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to go on the ice and well. I could hardly play the game, but you know you got to play the hockey game. But then you also got to like for me, it's like you got to earn your keeps when you're sitting on the bench, right? You got to show the coach that you're still in the game. You can't yeah. just sit there and you know start playing scoreboard poker, you know, too early. In the
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it goes a long way when a <clears throat> guy like yourself. Uh, I remember last year, Chris Stewart in uh, a preseason game stood up and and said something to someone, and the kid's comeback was why because stewie basically said you touch him again and i don't care if i get suspended you will not walk you will not skate off the ice on your own in your own power you know on your own power and the kid just looked at him and said why he goes because that's that's what's gonna happen and this kid didn't touch anyone the rest of the game you know but uh it does go a long way when you have guys like that i know it's a little different now but uh but it it is funny to hear and 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 watch others' reactions, you
0: know. Yeah, the power of accountability, right? We're talking yeah. about that. It's a it's a real thing. People, a lot of yeah. people want to, you know, dismiss it as, uh, you know, as hocus pocus. But when someone's in your face and tells you, you know, <laughs> yeah, punch their fist through your mouth, it's 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 for real, right? I mean,
2: yeah, it's
0: no, it will change the way you behave. There's no question.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. I remember. <clears throat> Uh, right before it was probably the year before you came, when Chief was ending his career at Craig Ruby with uh the Phantoms, and he was playing and coaching a little bit as well. We were playing in the center, and you remember the big tough guy, David Coach? He oh, ended up yeah. making, you remember Coach?
0: Yeah,
2: so he's running around, he's a big guy. Yeah, like we did it. have a tough team, but he he crushed someone right at our bench. And Chief was playing in the game, and Chief stood up and he said, His normal line hey big boy and coach he looks at him he says you touch one of these guys again you better find the nearest exit yeah right and coach he's like looks at him he's like why he goes because you're fucking dead
0: <laughs> right
2: and, and everybody on the bench is like and coach nope okay okay man relax you know like that and i'm yeah. like oh my god <laughs>
0: but
2: those things were those things like you said were, were uh it, they mean a lot to the team too oh yeah
0: i know well i think it helps get give guys confidence too right i mean knowing that someone's got your back and like you don't really have to deal with that guy because that you know the tough guy's got that guy you know what i mean it does give guys a peace of mind you know what i mean yeah, i um, sure. you know I've, I've seen it for sure so All right, that pretty much wraps up Episode 5 of Nasty Knuckles. Be sure to tune in every Monday and next Monday for Episode 6 featuring Kevin Hayes.
2: Hollywood!
0: Yeah, Hollywood. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week.
1: target.